Welcome to the Liberators Network podcast. My name is Christian Verwijs and in this series I'm reading some of our most popular blog posts. In today's episode we're addressing the myth that the Scrum Master must resolve every problem. The myth in this episode is all about how problems are resolved that are hindering a development team in their work. From fixing a broken Wi-Fi router to a steady stream of meeting requests from outside the team. And from clarifying unclear work to resolving a conflict between members. Over the years we've met quite a few teams where Scrum Masters have a full-time job taking care of these kinds of issues. Or impediments as they are called by the teams. Some Scrum Masters go through great lengths to set up their own impediment board and invite the development team to put any new impediment on it for them to resolve. Today we bust a myth that it is the responsibility of the Scrum Master to resolve all problems that are hindering the development team. And by doing so we're also going to dive into what it actually means to call something an impediment within the context of Scrum. Before diving into the meat of the myth, we always like to start with what the Scrum Guide tells us about the role of the Scrum Master. The Scrum Guide clearly describes the various services that a Scrum Master provides. One of those is to remove impediments to the development team's progress. At first glance, this seems to support today's myth. But impediment is the important keyword here. All too often, impediments are assumed to be whatever problems arise during a sprint. But this is not the way how this responsibility should be understood. So what actually makes an impediment? Impediments are those problems that hinder a development team's progress towards the sprint goal and that lie outside of their capability to resolve on their own. This ties impediments strongly to another concept that is central to Scrum, which is self-organization. The background here is that, with software development being complex, unpredictable work, it is likely for all sorts of unexpected problems to emerge during a sprint. That is only natural. Some examples are team members becoming sick, problems with the development environment going down, a broken laptop or software that doesn't work, unavailability of the product owner, conflict between team members, or bugs in a production environment. So a great demand is placed on development teams to use their professional expertise, creativity and collective intelligence to solve the problems as they emerge. Within Scrum, the self-organizing nature of a development team can be understood by their ability to solve problems they run into on their own, without having to delegate ownership of the problem to people outside the team. In that regard, we prefer to explain impediments as those problems that, when resolved, improve the chances that the development team can solve similar problems on their own the next time they occur. Many categories of problems are resolvable by development teams on their own, like clarifying unclear specifications, fixing problems in a deployment, or even the resolution of a conflict within the team. Now, the difference may seem trivial, but the consequences are not. Ask yourself this, is a development team truly self-organizing when all problems that arise need a Scrum Master to resolve them? What happens when only the Scrum Master can resolve a conflict between team members? What happens when only the Scrum Master can help the development team clarify unclear specifications or break down large chunks of work? What happens when only the Scrum Master can get infrastructural issues resolved? 
A Scrum Master that solves most of the problems that arise is not doing a development team any favors. He or she is actively impeding the growth and the ability of development teams to solve these issues on their own. Now all this talk of self-organization and impediments can still sound quite theoretical. So let's break it down with some concrete examples. The first one is a development team that runs into problems with their infrastructure. Not being able to deploy applications on their own, they depend on an external team to do this for them. But on the day before the sprint review, the development team is having problems with the deployment. An impediment is raised during the daily scrum, and the scrum master takes it upon himself to get it sorted out. The problem that is raised here is just a symptom of a deeper impediment, the inability of the development team to do their own deployments or at least solve problems related to deployment. By solving only the superficial issue, the Scrum Master does not help the development team improve their ability to solve similar problems on their own in the future. Instead, the Scrum Master can address the actual impediment by helping the team find ways to resolve deployment problems on their own. One solution might be to add the skills to the development team that are needed to do this. Another solution might be for the team to set up and manage their own infrastructure with DevOps practices. A more low-tech solution might be to create communication channels between the development team and the people capable of resolving problems in deployments. Whatever the solution, it should emerge from the development team with help from the Scrum Master. Let's take another example. Suppose a development team is dealing with two members that can't stand each other. Instead of talking about the problem themselves, this is delegated to Scrum Master to resolve. The actual impediment here is the inability of the team to deal with their own conflicts. Perhaps there is no psychological safety within the development team to talk about it, or people don't know how to bring up conflicts or lack the courage and skills to do so. By solving only the superficial issue, the Scrum Master does not help the development team to improve their ability to solve similar problems on their own. Instead, the Scrum Master should facilitate a session where frustrations are aired and where the team mediates solutions, instead of being handed one by the Scrum Master. The Scrum Master can model the kind of behavior needed for conflict navigation, like asking open-ended questions, trying to understand each other and showing that you're doing that, and trying to find common ground. The Scrum Master can also invite members of the team to do the same. Let's move on to a final example. Suppose a development team finds itself in a position somewhere halfway to sprint where half the team has nothing to do. This is raised as an impediment during the daily scrum, and the scrum master is tasked with finding the people that don't have work some work to do. The actual impediment here is that the development team is apparently not collaborating in a manner so that everyone can contribute to achieving the sprint goal. Instead of finding work, the Scrum Master would do well to investigate what's going on here. He or she might address this during a themed sprint retrospective. Or perhaps the development team is unaware of practices that promote collaboration, like pair or crowd programming, or breaking up large chunks of work, or testing work done by others. We often call this the two pair of eyes principle. Or maybe there are people in the team that are acting as towers of knowledge, and take up the bulk of the work while the rest work on crumbs. Either way, the Scrum Master can help the development team become more self-organizing by finding solutions for these impediments, 
not for just solving the superficial issue that is raised during the daily scrum. This myth ties strongly into what makes a scrum master successful. Successful scrum masters help development teams increase their ability to resolve problems on their own. This is something that teams have to learn, and the scrum master helped them do so. The scrum master doesn't have all the answers, and neither does the development team, but the scrum master helps development teams to find solutions that work for them. What may be considered an impediment during Sprint 1 may have become a problem that the team can perfectly resolve on its own during Sprint 5. If you want to know if you're doing a good job as a Scrum Master, monitor the ability of a development team to resolve problems on their own as time progresses. If this is indeed increasing, you are doing a good job. So, does this mean that Scrum Masters never resolve problems? Of course not. Scrum Masters are still part of the Scrum team. Perhaps a Scrum Master will still fix that Wi-Fi router if the development team is totally focused on solving a major technical problem. Or a Scrum Master can facilitate a session to break down large chunks of work with the development team so, can, so they can more easily get it done within the sprint. Solving problems for the development team is totally acceptable if it is done for the right reasons. Don't do it out of routine or because you want to avoid a conflict with the development team or because it's the easy way out. Before solving a problem, consider if you're really helping the development team grow in their ability to resolve similar problems on their own. A good guideline to keep in mind here is, a scrum master should reveal and not resolve. Although there are some situations, like where there's high levels of stress or time pressure, that it's okay for scrum masters to step in and help the development team. But this should not be a pattern that keeps repeating over time. So what are some helpful tips? We have quite some for you and we'll go through them in order. The first one is that it's a good idea to make sure that everyone understands that the daily scrum is a minimal opportunity to discuss impediments. If urgent issues, real blockers, real impediments emerge, then they should be discussed immediately. A second tip is that whenever a potential impediment is raised by the team, consider what would happen if you don't do anything as a scrum master. Will someone else in the development team take care of it? Maybe do nothing for a while and see what happens. A third tip is that there is nothing wrong with having an impediment board to create transparency around impediments and how they've been removed over time. But make sure to use it for actual impediments, not just for whatever issue pops up for the development team and they want to delegate to the Scrum Master. Also make sure that the board is owned by the entire Scrum team and is not just a toy or something owned by the Scrum Master. Another tip is that not every impediment is equally important. The sprint goal is a useful compass and guidance here. As a Scrum Master you should especially act on impediments that hinder the development team from achieving the sprint goal. Focus on these impediments before resolving anything else. Another tip is that it may be a good idea for you as a Scrum Master not to attend the Daily Scrum. As we talked about in an earlier edition, the Daily Scrum is owned by the development team and the product owner nor the Scrum Master should be present. Although Scrum Masters can initially be there to help development teams conduct an effective Daily Scrum, doing it all the time is not a good idea. This also helps to avoid conversations where development teams push impediments to Scrum Masters. If you're not there, they have to figure it out on their own, and if they can't, they can approach you afterwards. Another tip is that silence is one of the most useful tools for you as a Scrum Master. Remain silent and see what happens next. Another tip is to collaborate with the product owner. 
Quite often, impediments will be related to product management and collaboration with stakeholders and suppliers. The product owner is a key player in this area, so a solid relationship with that person is very important. Our second to last tip is to understand the difference between blockers and impediments. Ilan Goldstein describes the difference as follows. A blocker affects only a single task, whereas an impediment acts like a parachute, slowing down overall progress of the development team. Quite often, development teams can fix blocks on their own, whereas impediments need to be fixed by the Scrum Master, or should be fixed by the Scrum Master. And finally, focus on the real problem, not the first problem. Ask questions to understand the situation. Asking why and continuously asking why is a really powerful tool as a Scrum Master. Check if it's really an impediment or a learning opportunity for development teams. Let's move to some closing thoughts. In what is obviously one of the longer episodes, we really try to get to the core of what it means to be a successful Scrum Master. In this episode, we busted the myth that the Scrum Master is responsible for solving all problems that hinder the development team. Instead, Scrum Masters should help development teams to become increasingly capable of resolving similar problems on their own in the future, which is a good example of self-organization. The Scrum Master does so by addressing those problems that can act as a parachute to the development team and slows down their progress, and not just whatever pops up. In this episode we offered several examples and clarified what kind of problems a development team should solve on their own and what problems are impediments to be picked up by the Scrum Master. We also offered you many different tips on how to make progress on this with your team. In the comments, we're eager to learn about your experience with impediments versus problems. What worked for you? Please let us know. And with that, we reach the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Liberators Network podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we also hope that you learned something new about Scrum, and maybe we've equipped you with some tips and practices that can help you work with Scrum more effectively. If you liked this episode, please give it a thumbs up or a like on whatever platform you're listening on. We appreciate your support. If you're eager to learn even more, you can go to medium.com the liberators. We have a lot more resources for you to take a look at there. We also schedule a number of classes and workshops that are interesting for you to attend. You can find those at deliberators.com events. Thanks again for listening and we hope to see you again for the next episode.